Hello, my name is Joel Ingram, and I am the host of the Crisis to Crushing It podcast. Today, I have with me John and Max of Ignite Your Purpose. Now, these guys are supercharged. Today, we talk longevity through a healthy lifestyle, touching on the physical, mental, and spiritual, or as they coin it, the body, mind, soul trifecta. John and Max, welcome to the show. Never energy, guys. Enjoy the show, people. Cool. Right, so Matt Max, every now and again he tries to put on the, the UK London. Or right, mate. Yeah. <laughs> and it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stop trying, though. <laughs> exactly. exactly. One day I'll get it. <laughs> okay, guys. So can you tell me what's going on in your world right now? Well, Max, you start with start. Right now, what's going on in my world? Uh, nothing but transition. Um, John, John knows my backstory, so you know the childhood, all that. But currently, the transition is from that entrepreneur, immigrant mindset mentality of work your finger to the bone to transitioning into trying, sorry, poor choice of words, to fulfilling my purpose and dreams and aspirations. So to get off of the, what I call the matrix brain train of just go out and make money for just the sake of making money to fulfilling my life's purpose. And that has been a mind capital F. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> um, myself, similar, similar to Max, last year I decided, or the wife and I decided, well, I decided that it's, and it's evolved from here, but it's not about earning more money, but spending less. And when I've spent less money, I need to earn less money. And I leverage time, which we, uh, we, we can't put a price on. That said, it is important to go out and earn money, and we're all in a different position. Uh, but it's transitioning away from those things which are just the grind. And Max and I, are in, we're, we're both in property, we're both in decorating, and there, there's a time and a place where we enjoy what we do, we like helping people, and we're blessed that we have these skills and opportunities to help others. But also, our passion is mind, body, soul, and growing ourselves, and then hopefully creating, no, hopefully, bad choice of words there, in growing and creating this platform called Ignite Your Purpose, the Ignite Your Purpose podcast, where we can share our, our experiences of the past. We both left home, kicked out, left home at 14, the trials and tribulations, the ups and downs, and just just growth. So that's, that's Ignite Your Purpose, and that's where we currently are focusing our time and uh, our efforts. So it's pretty cool, that bringing all that into the world. I mean, there's plenty of people out there that are stuck in, uh, stuck in jobs that they're discontent with. You know, I, I can resonate with that one, with the, say, aircraft engineer background. But it's... <laughs> well, it's interesting. Yeah, sorry, John, to jump over you, but it's really interesting. I did that for 20 years myself as an aircraft engineer. That's right. Yeah. Cargo bays, popping rivets in and out. It's... Uh, it was good. It paid good money for a long time, but uh, not always as, as fulfilling as, as it was, you know, on years one, two, and three. So, uh, sorry, I interrupted you there. No, no, that's fine. It, it, I was going to, you just made me think of something anyway, so I'm glad you did. Well, something I'm struggling with right now is understanding how uh, I've got to provide, obviously, for my family and, and everything else. But what I'm finding is, as, I, as I'm prioritizing fulfilling the monetary needs, it's, it's causing a conflict and a lack of work on the, the business aspect, the side business aspect. 
Yeah. Can you can you tell me how you guys might approach that type of situation? <laughs> I can I can definitely put my hand up on that one. Um, I was in that circle, and again, this this goes back to our our programming, brother. Like, what's in our mind? There is John said it, dude. We all have to provide. I mean, if if you have a roof, a wife, kids, and I don't know your your status exactly, um, there is responsibility there, and and none of us can get away from that. So to accept that, great. Um, but there does come a point where, and this is from my heart, brother, there does come a point where days will turn into weeks, weeks will turn into months, months turns into years. By the time we know it, it will be too late. So we have to make a, a conscious decision to prioritize and you're gonna have to give up something to get something. You know what I mean? And if this is what we want, we have to, we actually have to somewhat cut the tie, cut that umbilical cord with whatever it is that we think is holding us back. For you and I both, brother, it is that monetary thing. I, I feel you. And it took me, I've been in a, a Soto Zen class for over 10 years with a, you know, a monk and whatnot. And it's taken me that long just to get where I'm at today, which is in June, I finally cut that cord, brother. And we'll see how, we'll see how it goes. I'm kind of, I'm kind of just allowing trust to happen right now, but that doesn't negate the fact that you still need to put food on the table. So John, maybe you could kind of get in there and get your elbows dirty. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, what I would say is, um, taking a big, hard, long look at where we spend our time. And there are many, many professionals or entrepreneurs or gurus. I don't like to look up to these people as gurus, just, just sources of knowledge, but looking at where we spend our time. And I think it's very, a very straightforward procedure to find one or two or three hours in your day that is, uh, that is not when you're at your work. It's not the one or two hours you spend with your kids. It's not maybe the hour at the gym or the six hours we have sleeping, but there is always... 30 minutes a day spent on social media and 20 minutes in the afternoon or sitting down in front of the Bluetooth. And, you know, we still do. I mean, I watched TV last night. You know, this week I watched TV. Mm. And it's great to sit down with your partner to relax and put your feet on, chill out from the day. But if we look at what value that brings us against the, the long-term goals and aspirations of whatever platform it might be, whether it's the podcast, writing the book, creating your own business. There's, there's always time in which we can spend that, better focus that time for the long-term gain rather than the, the short. It's, it's, the, it's the micro is what am I doing right now versus the macro. The macro is long-term. I want to be self-employed, running my podcast, connecting with thousands of people every day. And we focus on that's too big a goal and we forget that actually today it requires us to put 10 posts on Facebook, to write some content, or to, to hit two random guys up on the internet and say, uh, I've seen your podcast, do you want to come and talk some shit with us in Wales and the UK and Canada? Or Canada, UK, trifecta going on. So um, that's that. And I'm not sure if this, it ties in the same way, but this, was, this sentence was said to me not an hour ago. I was visiting... Uh, a lady who was coaching this week, and she said, 
and she didn't say she's paraphrasing for somebody else we live the same one year 70 years over we live the same year over and over and over and over again and at some point i max it we've got to pull that black and yellow handle and we've got to do something different it takes a little bit of self-respect self-reflections and being conscious um and, and just going for it and having to trust that We'll take those steps forward, and we we are going to run into trains and brick walls and things, but um, but it's getting knocked over seven times or getting knocked over eight times, or, and getting up once more. Just keep getting up, keep trying, and focusing on what you want rather than what you don't want. I love that. Guy. Oh, you Off you go. <laughs> no, I I I, I, th- I think you just made it brought something back to me, which was, and um, both, both you both agreed on the same point was the fact that having the awareness that time is not infinite. You know, it's, it's, it's prioritizing your dreams and your aspirations and your goals versus the rest of your life. And I literally heard the same thing this morning. The day I was listening to it while I was doing my yoga, I had David Dyer on. Is it David Dyer? The, the guy off the secret. So I had him, him play it and he said, he said that more or less exactly what you just said about, you know, it's, if I st- basically, if I stay where I am, it's going to be like that till I retire. Well, you know, that's it's, a, it's Albert Einstein. It's, uh, he said it's the, the very definition of insanity. Yeah. You're doing the same <laughs> thing every day, expecting a different result. You know, yeah. maybe in quantum mechanics, that might happen, but not in this world right here, right now. No. Not for me. No. In the, in the, and Joel, if I can, if I can uh, try and get your feedback on this, my want is to not be on that rocking chair when we know it's too late. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want that regret. I want to know, Hey man, I might, whatever's in my mind right now, I might not get there. Maybe I'll get way past what I thought, but to be on your rocking chair, you know, hanging out with your grandchildren at whatever age you are, the wife's passed, however deep you want to get into this dude. And you know, you didn't even really try, man. It, it, It tears me up right now, man, because well, then what was I doing? You know, I didn't, I didn't fulfill my life's, what I assume at this point with the knowledge I have, my life's passion, my life's purpose, right? Which was to be more than just that guy that whatever sweeps the trash or cleans a window or, you know, serves coffee. And those things are great. They are. We know we're doing some service there. We know those little drops of water in the ocean, we're creating ripples of positivity, but there's so much more, right? So maybe Joel, you can kind of give us your feedback on the original question is, so where are you in your minds back? Like, because you do have some serious responsibilities, right? So if for the people listening, you know, what, what is it that you think, where are you at? Where are you failing? Where are you, where are you attaining? Okay. So for myself, um, uh, about a, of a couple of years ago, I was feeling in all honesty as a father, as a husband, uh, and, and probably as a son, um, but I've had some major insights, major awareness since then. Um, and I'd like to think I'm doing well in all, or good in all. Nothing is nailed. Um, of course. I, I'm, I'm, I'm always looking to improve. I, 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 struggle, I struggle with time. Um, and priority. I, I feel, I tell you what I do feel. I feel massive guilt when it, um, it comes to prioritizing the business or my own health over spending time with my children. Um, that's right there not to cut you off brother but right there 
that is one of the things that keeps us in the matrix. Because if, if you can look into what, what it is that guilt is, it's an emotion. It's, a, it's tied to anger. It's tied to fear. And, and that right there, you answered it probably for most of us, if not 100% of us, it is that guilt. And I felt that, man. I've been on vacations where I want to, all I want to do is hustle, but I feel the guilt of, well, then I'm not doing this. So mm. massive, massive word right there, brother. Keep going. Um, yeah, so there's the, the, the guilt with the children. Um, I feel ultimate frustration with myself and anger with myself because you just touched on that already. Um, I can be sat with my wife chilling, watching telly. And at the end, at the end of it, I'm thinking, you know, as nice as the chill was, Amen. we could have been more productive. Amen. We used to be TV every night, sat chilling. Uh, I think now it's down to two nights a week, which is a Friday and a Saturday. That's huge. That's huge. It's work, yeah, it's, work, it's work in progress. And um, on, God, I, I, you know, I had this at dinner last night. I won't go into it, but this, <laughs> this reflecting backwards, this constantly reflecting backwards, I don't, personally for me, I just don't think it serves us because we can't change it. Um, it's thinking, well, okay, I've sat down, I've watched TV. I, what what the good things I got from that? I got to spend some time with my wife, which is so precious and limited. I got time to sit down, and although the Bluetooth was on, I'm processing these thoughts and thinking, what's going on? And then it's just about saying, right, well, okay, it's done. What can I do now in this moment? I was at a, a lecture last weekend, and there was a uh, British athlete. Uh, he was in the '90s, uh, famous guy, won world championships with his his buddies. And he was talking about prepping for the Olympics. And I don't know if we can draw uh, an, an analogy to here to try to build, build a podcast. He said, the Olympics is four years away and we can't wake up every day thinking about that Olympic event, that 4 by 4 debate final. You can't do it. He said, all I can do is look at the plan that I've got loosely written down and said, what do I do today? I've got this and this and this to do today, these trainings to do today. That's it. Forget yesterday. It's done. I can't get it back. Forget tomorrow. I'm not there yet. All you can do is, is to think, what can I do today to get me one step closer to where you want to be? 1% better. Yeah. Truth. Yeah. Yeah. It's strong. Well, it's, um, it's you, nailed that. you nailed that, Joel. Like the guilt. Um, you know, for the last couple of months in, in my Soto Zen class, we've been, you know, kind of trying to, to dive into guilt and, uh, I mean, it's a program. It's it's something that keeps us. It keeps us on the plantation, if you want to call it that, or in the matrix, man. And it's it's been put there for a reason, because it's it's a massive brick wall we either have to climb over or bust through. Mm. And then on the flip side of that, how do you make money? Like you still got to make that money, right? To to provide if you've got, especially if you've got kids, if you got the bills, da 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 da. So I guess, like John said, we just got to find that balance, right? That balance, which. It's easier said than done. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're at dinner. It was my birthday yesterday. We were at dinner. And, uh, so we had a nice meal. And I, I, I didn't get those little taps on me from Emma when my conversation's getting a little bit into that gray area where uh, it might not resonate with the other people. Or I'm rolling my eyes. And, oh, <laughs> do you know how acidic that cucumber is? And not, there was none of that. But we got a phone call this morning from my mum to say, well, because Emma paid for dinner last night. To say, well, well, thanks for dinner, but I do feel guilty. And I'm like, what, what do you feel guilty from? She feels guilty for not having 
contributed or paid to the dinner, but that's because that's their mindset. But I'm saying, but you look after my brother's daughter two days a week, you look after my dad, you do this, you took care of us, you, you know, you don't have to be doing something here, right here, right now to, to be contributing. And, uh, but, sorry, a bit of a random little throw in there. But, uh, it's a, it's a salient point because I, I noticed I was talking to somebody in work the other day and they come out with uh, about guilt. About a real random that they had absolutely no need to feel guilt over, you know. It was, it's like a word that's in us. Like you say, I think we say, Max, it's a word that we use, but I don't think a lot of people understand the power of the words they use. Truth. You know, uh, and talk and, and, and take these uh, emotions, feelings on but take them on at such a level and they're not conscious of, you know, I mean, we don't, we're not taught this in school. This is you know, no. eight, after 18 learning, <laughs> which you should never be. <laughs> no, you, you hit that one on the head. And, you know, the, the whole, the whole premise of, you know, you said this and I caught this cause you know, one of Ignite Your Purpose's main thing is health for longevity. And you said you feel a point where you, you know, think about how this affects you, right? Uh, and I'm talking at the, the micro levels. I'm talking at the cellular level. Okay, you got the guilt of the wife, the, the, wife, the, the money, the daughter, the son, you know. But what about your health, brother? Like when you start pushing that back and you damn well know you are as we age, we got to do this, this, and this. And yeah, I mean, that's just creating this soup inside the system that none of us or I should say we rarely shine the light on, right? And that's a, that's a major thing John and I try to expose every day on the show. Mm. So props to you, honestly, for, for even you know, bringing that up because I know so many guys that, and I, I talked about this yesterday on the show with John yesterday. I, I ran into a friend of mine who used to work for one of my companies and you know, I seen him and I, I, I was just floored, man. He had gray hair and like, I was just like, who is this guy? And he was 45 pounds overweight and he was just like, eh. It's just my age. It's just what happens, bro. It's going to happen to you, he said. And I was just like, Hello. ain't no effing way. Ain't no effing way, brother. I mean, sooner or later, I get it. The hair will turn color or it'll be all gone. All, but, you know, I think there's so many things we can do. So to shine a light on that for the, for the viewers and the listeners is, is a must, brother. So props to you for even uh, into that train of thought. Well, I, I, I made a... Last year, I made a commitment to my myself because I was suffering with um, I had I had a knee op and I was worried I was going to have to have another one, which would have meant more time off work. So, so I told myself I was going to be more active. So I sold my car to make myself walk to work. <laughs> Brilliant! Yeah, it worked. You know, I've lost I've lost a lot of weight. Like, um, but in the meantime, while being bouncy and being all this energy and trying to lose more weight, I went. Um, oh, what's that? Parkour. I did parkour with the kids. Right, never again. Right, (laughs) I'm back over the kids. I jumped off a box. I'm not kidding you. The box was two foot high, right onto where what I didn't know was a sprung floor. Oh, so when I planted, I thought the floor was fixed, and it moved beneath me, and I went over my ankle. And I looked down, and my foot was basically ninety degrees to my my leg. Uh, and my daughter came running over. She was, oh, "What's wrong with your foot? Uh, 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 what's wrong with your foot?" <laughs> so I sort of put it straight, but I basically just, you know, wrecked all the ligaments and broke the bone. And but yeah, what I was getting at was I sold my car to be healthy, and then that weekend that had happened, like you know, and that was the same week. So oh, then, while I, yeah, so like when I was off, and I got off, 
and thinking I just sold my car to lose weight, and now I'm stuck in a bleeding chair. I can't do sh- nothing. Eh, I can't no. do nothing. So yeah, it was it was been a struggle since then, which started me on monitoring my food, and as I'm monitoring my, yeah, well, yeah, so it's everything for a purpose, you know, um, and then since then, my wife has gone into like be a veganism and vegetarianism and all these different things we've tried so we're becoming more acutely aware of how our health is impacted beautiful and, you know yeah which is really 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 strong so and i've had yeah. some good weight loss I, I think i've dropped about three and a half stone so yeah that's that's a lot and uh i think Russia, what, is, what is three and a half stone uh, uh that's 40 like 50 pounds 50 pounds oh i had a boy <laughs> That's so, awesome, brother. I know. And, and, and you might as well be real with the listeners, man, because this is some real talk, people, and I, I'll be the only one to call it out because I just don't give an F. Tell me your sex life didn't get better. Tell me your wife doesn't look better. Tell me <laughs> you look better because you lost 50 damn pounds. You got more energy. Boom. I love it. Yeah. All of those. All of the above. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, you uh, maybe that was meant to be. You were meant to sell the car to walk to work. And then you were meant to trash your ankle because yeah. it, it, you needed to go through that process to get to, well, the only thing we can do now is to look at our food. True. And then you have the results. And, and sort of my, my, my belief is, you know, if you get down to 15% body fat or 12% body fat, then the amount of exercise you do or don't do starts to have an influence on how your body looks. Hmm. But down to that point, it's, it's everything we stick in here. Yeah. Um, and we've got a choice, and we've got a choice over this three times a day. So three times a day, we can choose to put in the most delicious, colourful, nutritiously natural, unprocessed foods, or the opposite. And you look in the mirror, and we are made from the fruits and the veggies, the nuts, the seeds, the beans, the legumes, or a freaking processed burger. And oh. uh, I tell you, one hundred percent. What I choose, um, like I said, I'm 45 yesterday. I feel younger and fitter than I have in, in years. The, the energy, the morning woodies, you name it, man. It's uh, all happening in this house. And I, I wouldn't change it. I would not change it for all the money you could offer me. So, uh, keep, uh, keep, keep, tracking, keep tracking what you're eating and you will continue to progress in the direction which you set in here. If you think slim and awesome, you will become slim and awesome. Yeah, I've noticed. Uh, is a, like my mother went up my mother's house the other day, and she had a go at me because I've lost so much. And she said, um, "What was it?" She say. She said, "Oh, um, yeah, you've lost a lot of weight." Blah blah blah. <laughs> I miss. I miss my. I miss my fat little boy. I was like, <laughs> I was like you what? You what? You fat little boy? And she, well, you didn't mean it like that, but she like obviously she liked me cuddly, you know. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I don't know. So my environment is where my mother likes me a certain way. Do you know what I mean? So that's why I never lost weight while home, obviously, because my mother's, yeah. my mother's a feeder. That'll yep. be, that'll, yeah. that'll be and then that comes, you know, that becomes, and I say this for women, I'm Italian, so trust me, bro, I get it. I went to my mom's house. She, oh man, I won't even get into it, but it's part of what they think that their programming is, is to what feed their children, right? Continuously. And it makes them think they're, it's part of their self-worth. And I'm not saying your mom or my mom, I'm just saying in generalities here, oh, it's right. part of their self-worth being in the, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but that generation 
I mean, if you go to my mom's house, you're not even allowed in the kitchen because that's her zone, right? So same. It, yeah, it's a weird thing that they feel like that's their, okay, I'm doing this for everybody. It, it gives them value, which it probably does, but I'm just saying, so for you to be fat or for me to be fat, sorry, overweight, it gives them a purpose. Give them more food. Give them more food, right? They love me more. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because when, when Max and, and myself and, and Emma and Sheena, we had this, uh, this brunch three years ago, whatever it was, we're, we're chatting away about the certain stages on our, on our journeys that we're at. Uh, and, and Max and Sheena said, well, we even now take our own food when we go to family, family, family get-togethers. <laughs> and both Emma and I looked at each other and went, fucking hell, that's a bit extreme. <laughs> Guess what we do now when we go to, fa- our, you know, we go to Christmas, you know, all, all, the fruit, all the vegetables and all those bits of box, but, but we take our own food because, you know, why, why, why compromise for somebody else? Yeah, True. Uh, Nice, John. Awesome. And and that's in the end kind of getting back to, you know, that guilt and everything. We have to be so red hot aware and astute to what we want that we're not going to break that for nobody. So that guilt of, man, I know my mom wants me to eat this cannoli and she would make this, uh, what's it called, tiramisu for dessert. And I know there's the, the point of when in Rome, right? Try a little bit. But at the same time, I was just like, damn, I just saw what you made that with. Even if I had this much, you know, I'd probably gain 50 pounds. But, and weight's not an issue with me, but I just know what it does in the system and I know what it's going to take away from and I'm not willing to put that, I'm not willing to risk that for anybody. Yeah. And you can call me whatever, but that's who, that's how I feel about it, right? Uh, yeah, 100%. It's not, you know, we, you know, we see things all the time and it's not that, you know, I know it's going to taste good, if I eat it, but I know what my body has to do to process it. There you go. Uh, on, 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 the, on the macro, the micro level, on the cellular level, I know what I, I could, you know, we, we travel and we have to make compromises because True. foods that we normally are not available. But, and we do that. And then when we come home, we do everything we can. We, we rest so the body can process, get the food through to recover, to get good. Um, so, yeah, 100%, 100%. Uh, Joel, oh, I was just going to say, maybe something, maybe you have or maybe you haven't, but to go on into your journey, maybe you should look at something like a little bit of intermittent fasting. I don't know if you've done any research on it, but just just look into that. Okay. I try and leave 12 hours between eating. And well, there you go. That's a great start. That's awesome. But I don't know if that should be done. I haven't looked into it enough to know if I'm doing it at the right time. So I, I try and stop eating about 7 and then I, would, I don't eat till after nine, so that's more in there, uh, 12. That's, 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 that's and then, and then Possibly a step beyond that is I'm not going to suggest you, you know, you go 24 hours. I did that recently. Um, but, you know, come nine o'clock in the morning, actually think, am I actually hungry? <laughs> Rather than it's nine o'clock now I'm going to sleep because I've gone for yeah. 12 or 14 hours. And put that water in your system first. Te- technically, in the mo- technically in the morning, the body has had all night to, to process, to detox, and to get that energy from the foods that you've eaten into the cells. So in the mornings, we should actually, if, as far as the, the glycogen in the liver, the glycogen in the muscles goes, we should be doing okay for a while. But uh, just, just constantly think, am I eating because it's 9 a.m. in the morning? Yeah. Or am I hungry? I've become more aware of that, actually. You know, I'm sitting down for food, and it's, it was nine o'clock, but it's starting to creep already. You know, it's up to quarter past, half past, ten o'clock. Boy, and, then I, 
but it's it's funny how it, these things seem to come about not when you're on this journey it's unconscious so i mean you're not consciously saying i want i'll wait till 10 it's just like oh things start to creep and you think well, hang on a minute now i've just lasted 14 hours there you go. if i could do a little bit more you know so uh how could you so i i know a lot of a lot of friends i have um struggle with food sure. how, how could you or what would you say to people going back to yeah, your point, point earlier john which was you've got four times a day to put something in your mouth and you've got complete control over it. Yeah. A lot of my friends, when they eat, I think they eat from a, an emotional point of view. 100%. Yeah. What would you say or how, how could you help them with, with your knowledge? Max, say something. I'm going to come up with something really good. I'll let, I'll, I'll let John. Yeah, I'll let John think. I'll say this first and foremost, man. It's, it's like you can't go at it thinking you're just going to, you know, put your backpack on and climb K2 tomorrow, right? Um, I, re- I still remember just speaking about intermittent fasting. I still remember the first time I heard about it, which was four or five years ago. And I was like, dude, there's no way I could intermittent fast. There's no way. Until I just did the baby steps. Okay, half hour, an hour. Did it. Now, now John's been with me, man. Well, I, I work out. I haven't even eaten yet. And I'm still getting the top scores. And the, you know what I mean? And it's just this massive progression, but you have to, you know, you have to start somewhere. So if that's going to be like, you know what? Okay. I'm going to pack my lunch one day a week this week. And in that lunch is going to be, I don't care what your diet is, but I'm going to double up on the fruits and veggies. That's that step. It's that simple. Or, you know, let's say Friday is cookie or cake day at the office. I, I don't know. I'm making some bullshit up, but you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm going to eat two bananas instead, or it has to start that small and that simple. And it's not so much about, okay, I'm going to take out everything I'm used to and, and start all this new stuff. It's just about implementing baby steps. I think John will probably roll from there. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to roll. Lots of people would say, meet this Monday, so I'll just think about doing something once a week. I'm going to, I'm going to say, it's partly with, to do with three or four things I want to say. I'm going to get this in the right order. So if you wake up in the morning and you go to the cupboards and you get out the honey nut loops or the sugar pops or the Cheerios, or whatever it is, or the, or the white sliced bread full of peanut butter and jam, that's one thing. But if you were to make a good, is that what you eat in the morning? No, no hell no. <laughs> but if, if, if you, if you, uh, you, you, thought you, you, you could wake up in the morning and, and you make yourself a smoothie, or you make yourself, let's say you, you get you get some nice uh, some nice bread, and you get some some mushrooms and some courgette, maybe a little bit of soy sauce or tamari sauce, or you've basically got some leftover brown rice. If you make that really good choice in the morning first thing, come ten o'clock or come twelve o'clock, you might think I've made one good choice already. It might encourage you to make a better choice. Now, to bring that back to where you were saying about emotionally eating, I'm going to say, I'm going to bring this back to smoking. A friend of mine was, was trying to give up smoking, and it, it's the same thing. And I said, when you go for a cigarette, what's your driver? Is it you really, really fancy a smoke? Because <laughs> it tastes so good. It tastes yeah. so good. I feel so good. <laughs> or do you normally, is there a driver for that? Somebody said this, somebody did that, email landed on your desk, there's an invoice, there's a bill, 
Somebody's been bitching about what there was there's always a driver for that. So I would say every time that you're going to go for that donut, try try it and it comes down to consciousness or awareness or self-awareness. Why am I doing this? Am I actually hungry? Is there a better choice that I can make? Um, flip that back to the morning routine. They say the best thing you can do is to get up at five o'clock in the morning. You get up at five o'clock in the morning, that's a win. You might have a big glass of water with some lemon or some apple cider vinegar. That's a great win. That gets the digestive system going. You might go for a walk around the block. That's another win. Your breakfast is a smoothie. That's another win. So when it comes to 10 o'clock or 10.15 or whenever you're feeling emotionally driven and there's that big pile of donuts on the table, you go, and I didn't, I didn't even pay for them. You think, I don't need that. I'm going to, I'm going to go and get an apple. I'm going to get a banana or I'm going to have a glass of water. So maybe that's, that's one or two little ideas you could, you could do. Change the environment. If you're going to be in work, don't have this stuff around you. Don't keep it in the house. If you want a chocolate bar, make yourself walk to the shops to go and get one. At least you burn, you'll, you'll never have burned that chocolate bar off. <laughs> but at least you've, you've got five or ten minutes to think about why you're eating it. And then you might you might get to the the supermarket or the or the, or the mall the mall and um, and pick something else up. So that that's just a few ideas. Um, plenty more. Just email me, and I'm happy to share. Cool man. Okay. I like what you said there because two points. Baby steps. That's how it started yeah. for me. Um, I was reading something yesterday where he said, "Make it so small you can't fail." There you go. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. Um, I can't think what I did. I think my, oh, I know what it was. My one was porridge for breakfast. Beautiful. And I was, that, that's how it started. And then a friend introduced me to uh, yogurt, like set yogurt, nuts, blueberries with a drizzle of honey and a little bit of dark chocolate. Damn, yeah. you're making me hungry. <laughs> but, I'm so <still> fasting, brother. <laughs> so that became my breakfast and then my dinner. And then my, 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 Dinner while still in work, my so like my third eat in the day would be on the way home would be like a nut bar and a, a banana or an apple just to take the edge off till tea. Mm-hmm. Um, but they all, they all seem like sensible choices, but I, not really, I don't really go into the macros and the micros and understanding it. Not really needed at this point. Um, you know, Max has just said that he crushes these workouts after fasting for 12 hours. Uh, I was in Canada, Canada a few weeks ago, and we were fasting all day, getting up at six in the morning, trail running, not eating till the afternoon, and just arriving on the energy that that's flowing around our body. It's uh, it's amazing, it's right? Very easy to. Uh, Max said something about society yesterday. I'm going to let him say that. With your three guys, yeah. society, yeah, the big society says we should eat three times a day because we should eat three times a day and we should eat this and this and this three times a day. And I say, well, who says? Who says we should eat three times a day? Eat when you're hungry, eat when you need it. This is why people who kind of graze all day and often, uh, quite often they're they're, they're slimmer guys. Not always. Some people graze all day and then 10x that. But, uh, yeah, society... And, and Joel, Joel, I'd, I'd say this for all the listeners. I mean, it's it's great what we're saying. Like, oh, you could try this, you could try that. You can, it's baby, it's this. But before all of that, there has to be a, a reason and a purpose as to why you want this. Because if you don't want this, 
it's going to not work. Right. If, if this was like a one-time thing and, 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 and I'm sitting here talking to you and I'm like, man, that was great. I, I really want to do more podcasting and vlogging. And then I just go sit on the couch and absolutely don't have a drive to do it. Then it's not going to happen for me. Right. So if you do have kids, if you are overweight, if you want to spend more time with your wife, if you're a grandparent and you want to spend more time with your kids, you want to live longer and be able to do more stuff for a longer amount of period and save yourself money in the long run because you're not going to spend every dime you damn well earned to try and get your health back, then that's a freaking reason. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, man, that's, that's, that's brilliant. Uh, yeah, it is a reason indeed. Because I was only talking about this to my wife earlier on, actually. Um, we got, <clears throat> I won't <laughs> go on too much. She had, we got uh, an elder son who's 13 and we're having some teething troubles with him being a young man and coming into hormones and everything else. No more, right? <laughs> so what, what I've basically said is, you know, the, the thing that's missing is consistency and a lack of uh, reinforcement of structure, boundaries and rules. But then when I said to her, I said, okay, I said, so I was, was upstairs and I said, right. I said, go downstairs. And I said, you've got five minutes, go and get the rules done. You said you wanted to get them done. Okay. She comes downstairs. I come downstairs, she's cleaning the windows. I said, okay, so what is it about the rules that you don't like? And she's like, what do you mean? I said, well, you're cleaning a window. I give you an hour to go and wipe something off your list. And you've gone and cleaned the windows rather than do the list, which you said you wanted. So there's obviously something about the rules that you're not happy with. God, yeah. when we dug into it and we, when we <laughs> and it was, it was good. It was like a, a like a off the cuff coaching session, but perfect. yeah, yeah, it was, it was good because we, we got some real good stuff out, which was, when when she feels when she's got kid with the kids, she wants to be uh, authoritative or get them to listen. I said, yeah. okay. So what is it about being authoritative and getting them to listen you don't like? And I said, she said, well, it means I've got to be consistent. I said, all right, okay. So that's one. I said, what else, what's the difference between when I talk to them and you talk to them? She said, when you say it, you mean it. I said, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it when you say it? I said, how do you do you listen? And she started laughing and I hit a couple of buttons on their head one after the other. And she, and she actually realized that what she wanted, she was asking the, of the kids was not how she was. So she wasn't being congruent. Ah, uh, yeah. 100%, that makes sense. So yeah, go taking this back to what you said just now about change and wanting change. If you're not doing the things that you say you want change in, yeah. you've got to make sure that you're doing the actions, which make sure that you're congruent to yeah. your future goals. You know yeah, because I mean? lip service is just lip service. Absolutely. None of us like people who just talk shit, right? Excuse my French, but <laughs> we all know them. And, you know, from day one to day 300, nothing ever changes. They're just talking about the change, right? So we have to back that up. Yeah. And, and Joel, something amazing. I mean, you got to think, if you have children at your home, how amazing is it? And, and I see this every day, brother. You know, I see the kids who are eating well, and physically active, man, and you can, I mean, you see mentally, physically, spiritually, how different they are than those who are, you know, that might be stuck on the, the whatever, the gaming and yeah. the eating crap foods, right? It, it, it is something that as, you know, they age in advance, somebody's going to be left behind. So you might as well start putting those good, you know, traits forward for your kids. Yeah. Because you lead by example now, right? Well, yeah, we try. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> me and me and the missus. So, uh, especially awesome. with the food. Um, 
yeah, so that, that's... Yeah, that's but, yeah, but it appears that you are setting the right tone there because you, you have lost 50 pounds and you are eating <laughs> the right things. Knowledge without action is like no knowledge. So you've gained some knowledge, yeah. you're applying it, and therefore we learn through osmosis, through watching. And so the kids may not be saying it, they may not be seeing it, may not be kind of doing it themselves, but they're looking at you, guiding and living your, you know, and living by your, your words. Yeah. Whereas, and a lot of the time we get families and People are saying this, but you know, don't drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alcohol's bad for you. <laughs> and the kids see everything, so they'll be seeing you making efforts to change your mental, physical, and spiritual uh, kind of perspectives in life to want to be healthier and fitter. Uh, because how can you give them the best? You know, you, you need to be the best version of yourself Absolutely. to give other people your best, don't you? We need to, we've only got so much energy. So let's, you know, let's make ourselves as, as, as efficient in using that energy as possible before we start sharing it with other people. Truth. Yeah, man, that's so on the money. Uh, that's, that's what, that right there is what set me free, was uh, understanding that I was giving from a half-empty cup. Ouch. Nice. Do you know what I mean? Um, and, and that then allowed me to empower myself to look after myself, to then look after the people that I love. And yeah. a lot of people don't realize that. I love it. That's and, amazing. And, and to continue to seek knowledge. Yes. 100%. Yeah. yeah the, 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 the master, I'm not saying any, any of us are masters and don't profess to be anything. We just have a certain amount of knowledge. Yeah. But the master is always a student. Truth. We always learn every single day because the knowledge we have today. Sorry, that's done. There's been a new study. It's all changed. Yeah. And then we have to go back to square one. What are the new ground rules? Let's look at it. Let's read. Let's read the opposite side. Let's make an informed decision on what we know now and then apply it or not. So, uh, yeah, good, yeah. Good, good effort, buddy. Yeah, it's good stuff. Okay, so I've gone a little bit off track there. Can I, can I uh, dig back into some stories from your past? I mean, you're obviously at a point where you're – you feel really like you're you're really on purpose, <laughs> really on purpose, and you've got your path laid out uh, for yourselves. But going back to when you were younger, what 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 stories and what emotions were were there around at the time? From you know maybe like in your formative years, if you can remember that far back. You want me to hit that, Johnny, <laughs> or do you want to take that on? Um. I was just deciding how deep I was going to go. I mean, you know my backstory. Yeah. And I was thinking about going back to the deepest, of deepest of places. But um, I was trying to make it into a into a, a kind of congruent tale that I could share. The all right, here we go. I'll just start with that. <laughs> so um, I, uh, I I lost my or, or we lost my father when I was two. He was he was murdered uh, when I was two years old. And so I obviously went through through my, my younger years in a very, you know, stable environment. Myself and my sister and my mum, we moved from the UK to, to the Isle of Man and, you know, three people, two bags, completely lost. And from that, through 
many different reasons. The relationship that my mother and I have had for our whole lives has been volcanic, I would say. That's a good word. That's, a first, I just, that's the first time I've used that word to describe it. That was awesome. Um, and and uh, over the years, I, I've, I've delved into it. It's the, the, the sense of abandonment or loss or not being enough, the conditional versus uncondition, unconditional love that I may or may not receive. Um, and it was a pretty brutal relationship, to be honest. Always fighting. My sister used to sit in the toilet reading, which is why she's so bright. I get told I'd end up in prison um, and I wouldn't achieve anything. And, and that really, really affects those early years where, where, where you go and, and, and how much you achieve and the fact that I've kind of risen and climbed to such high levels within certain areas of my life, only to sabotage myself for fear of the lack of that unconditional love or the reward that I, I, well, what happens if I become the best footballer and I still don't get what I achieve? So I, I've knocked that down. But to, to move on a tangent, I realise that for this relationship to change, yeah, my mum's mom, in her 60s, she's not going to change. She can change, but it's unlikely that she will be. So I changed the way that I interact with her. So I go into a room and I expect a person to behave in a certain way. I know she's going to say that, and I'm going to say this, and then she'll say that. I'll go, what a load of shit. And, and then, right, see you next week. And, and that, that, that was what it was like in years, right? And, and then I don't know where this came from. I don't know whether I read it, heard it, whether I made it up. I wish I did. It's genius. And it is this. If you walk in, Max, stop laughing. If you walk into a room expecting somebody to behave in a certain way, and you lose your rag, who's the idiot? I'm pretty sure I made that up, John, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, that may well have been you, but no. who's the idiot if, if that happens? And so through that, I, I, I've learned to, um, I've, I, I do a lot more waiting now. So when people are, are signing off and cucumbers are more acidic than you might think or some other ridiculous thing, I wait. Why am I talking? And then, okay. and then eventually you get through the, the preamble bullshit and, you know, the dog shat on the carpet and my doctor's appointment got changed or, or, or whatever the, the bullshit conversations that we all have every day. Once that's gone, and if you wait, why am I talking? Everybody has a BMW pitch bone why? Learn that this week. Let them have their BMW moment. Sit there and why am I talking? And then once you get through all of that stuff, then you can begin to have... Uh, a better conversation and through some of these uh, sort of enlightenments that I've had, the relationship that I have with my mum is so much better. And beyond that, having evolved and, and grown up and matured, I can look back on, well, there was this lady in her mid-twenties, lost her husband, moved to a new island with two kids and no money, and actually to have brought us up as well as she has despite the, the dysfunctional elements of our relationships. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Ball there. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I look quite young until I take my half. But, you know, pro props to my mum for doing that. You know, it's freaking awesome, you know. And uh, I am forever grateful. Um, whatever happened, happened. And there's a whole other conversation that Max and I had the other day about that. But we'll leave that for another episode, perhaps. So let, I'll let Matt talk.
next talk. Yeah, um, you know, I, I feel that the whole reason I'm on this journey is, um, you know, because of the upbringing and, and we get into some of the backstory, um, you know, the whole reason, do I think my parents should have had kids? Probably not. I must have been born for a reason, but, you know, it was a, it wasn't, it was not a very great upbringing and to the point where I, I was forced out of the house at a very young age. And the issues that come up with that, right? Like John said, the, the fear of abandonment, the, the, you know, at, at those early ages when you don't have anybody to teach you, you know, and, and for me, I, I mean, I was sleeping in recycling bins. I was, it was, you know, I had to do what I had to do, but there's the base emotions there of, you know, just not knowing. So all I ever did was give my power away to those who I thought had an answer. And, you know, when it came to my music career, when it comes to, to business, I always looked outwards. And I think, I think this whole journey that I'm on now is basically brought me back to for the last 10 years is looking inwards and understanding that we have all those answers inside us. It isn't anybody else. Um, and so after all that first 16 years of programming that I've had, it's taken me, you know, late another 16 plus years to try and unwind that, that onion and that programming. And that's the point I'm at now. Yes. Let's go, man. I can resonate with both of your stories to a degree. Nice. But uh, my one was um, mm -hmm. understanding my upbringing was what it was, and my parents did the best that they could. And when I accepted that, even though it maybe didn't go as I had hoped with regards to, like, my father was an old school, do you know I mean, disciplinarian, but respect him so much for the, the, the man he's made me now. Uh, and I'm... Do you know what I mean? It's when we first had our children, I was like, well, I don't want to be as strong as my dad was in that respect. Because when I was that age, I remember thinking, oh my God, do you know what I mean? It's, you, you, you're, you're in, not in fear, but I was certainly respectful and wary of the discipline that was there. Like, yeah. yeah. A certain degree of fear, right? Yeah. Oh, a certain yeah. degree of fear. Yeah, absolutely. Fear, I think it's fear of, fear of the discipline. Yeah. You know? Um, so we, we try not to bring that in. But I think that's bitness in the ass. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. But I mean, so, you know, it's me thinking I knew best when I had kids and then I wanted to undo what I felt was done to me. But do you know what? But we're all, we're all human then. We're all just simply human then. Yeah. We, we, we do the best as we think we can do. And, and I, don't, I don't have kids. choice of ours. Uh, Max doesn't either. So we, we can't really give, give any context on what is you know, good and a bad upbringing, but you just, as long as you believe you're doing your best every single day mm. and you can reflect on, on the good and the bad and then throw them back in the mix, so all you can do is, is as good as you, the best you can do today. Uh, that's it. That's it. Absolutely. Okay, so fast forward a couple of years from there now um, to, I don't know, uh, a point of great change within your life. What sort of stories are going on there now? So obviously you've evolved just sixteen plus. Um, you know what's what's the what's the stories going on there and, and the emotions involved and maybe the uh, reasons. Uh, Max, I'll dive in. Well, if you if you want my, my middle years, I, I joined the army at sixteen, okay. and then from sixteen to thirty, it's just a big blur. <laughs> there you go. Very unconscious, very unaware. Um, very, uh, the only real. <clears throat> the only real um, 
sort of awareness is that I, I, I like to be the center of attention, but only on, on my own terms. But for the majority of the time, I, I kept my, I, I, I was on the, always on the periphery of the group, never making really deep connections and friendships with people. Mm. And I believe this was for fear of A, not being enough for them or for, well, what happens if these people leave me or I'm then not part of their group anymore? So, you know, going back to, to loss as a child. So, you know, it was a very alcohol-driven 14 years, semi-professional drinker, the worst kind. Not very good at it, but tried anyway. Um, but the, but those, those relationships in my middle years were, were very... Uh, there's a word I'm trying to think of, but I can't think of, so... Uh, <clears throat> they were my middle years, no real relationships with people, no connections. Um, and that was probably just through uh, trying to protect yourself. Yeah. Certainly in the, in the military, any sign of any weakness in people, we're all straight in there, we'll rip the next person apart and, um, and you know, make fun and uh, kind of exploit their weaknesses. And so, you know, I liked to be part of the group, but I kept these barriers up for fear of. Uh, being exposed as, as as much weaker than the perception was. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. How about you, Max? Oh boy, yeah. Barriers. Good. John John knows all about my barriers and my, my heart that's been locked up. So from uh, six yeah, so sixteen, so the early mid two thousands hit, I was I was a touring hip hop artist. Um so gangster rap was popping off. So I had all these abandonment issues. I had all this self doubt and all these fears and what that fired inside of me mixed with that gangster rap was anger, dude. I was angry everywhere all the time. And John C. Like I'm, I'm a buck 25 soaking wet, you know, on my best days. And I tell you, brother, I, I wanted to fight the world. I'd be in drive throughs You know, I, I was going to fight the guy in front of me or the guy behind me. Cause I thought they did, you know, I was, I was lost until I met uh, a gentleman who changed my life through Soto Zen. Um, and I, I really do think that the world, the universe provided that for me because I was on a terrible trajectory and there's no way I would have lasted <clears throat> either dead or in jail for sure. And, and I mean dead, maybe not from a gunshot, but just causing myself a heart attack. Cause I was so mad brother. It was, it was absolutely crazy. And that all stems going back to, you know, two, three, four, the, the programming at such an early age, that immigrant mentality and just thinking, thinking I wasn't good enough. And because I was told I was never going to be anything and all that, it just, the want to be that much better just fueled that fire of, of anger. So it was a good thing I found Soto Zen and a teacher. Matt, Matt, I'm just wondering if, if off the back of that, you should chip, chip into the, uh, the uh, Native American shaman experience from a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, we just, again, the journey continues. I mean, John and I were, when he got here, we were fortunate enough to, uh, to link up with a, not quite a full-fledged shaman, something underneath, but they go into dream states and John and I went into a meditation and we found out our spirit animals and yeah, she, she went back and found, uh, specific times when we were like for John, it was two year old. I was four years old and it kind of showed basically the blueprint of why we are where we are. And, you know, John, for him, it was, you know, his, his hand slipped out of his mother's hand and he looked away and then he was lost, couldn't find his mom. So there's that abandonment for me. 
it was I was outside in the garden um, and I was making everything perfect. I was playing soccer. I was shooting hoops. I was doing triple backflips. You know, the garden was mowed. I pulled all the weeds and I was just looking for my parents to to notice me and they were in order to be fine. And when I looked in the house, they were just zombies. And then when it was finally time to have some fun, they'd pull me in and throw me into a room. And it was just, John and I had some massive breakdowns, but it was kind of that blueprint, that understanding, that growth of just, you know, why you are where you're at. That sounds fascinating, man. I mean, uh... cool. we, we can hook you up with a number. I think yeah. you can do it. <laughs> Uh, you can do a, through the telephone thing, but it was, it was pretty, if you're at that point, I mean, some people believe in it. John, I mean, I wasn't here or there, but when she said, when she pictured me as a four-year-old, I rem, I almost remember that, it, that type of day exactly. And it, it shattered my world. And I was just like, what? I, I, I think what, what completely blew my mind is this lady walks into the house. Yeah. I'm, I'm John. I'm from the Isle of Man. That was it. We sat down. The drums went on. We went into this meditation. And she, at the end of it, and, and Max was in this, this freaking dream state after I came. His eyelids were like, <laughs> kind of really deep, psychedelic kind of eyelids. Um, and we'd not told her anything. Nothing. <laughs> and she reeled this stuff off. And I, I know Max's story. I didn't know he was four. But she was saying, yeah, Max, I see you in four in the garden and you're not getting any attention. And as soon as you look over the fence to this family that's perfect next door and they've got the pool and the barbecue and everyone's laughing and having fun, there's music, you just get dragged backwards like that's not for you. And then when she starts talking about, uh, and I see you as a two-year-old and your hand slips and that's, that's when I lost my father. I was just in bits. Um, how, can, how can somebody... It's just mind-blowing how somebody can know this. And she went through the, you know, we keep all our, our anger up here, uh, across the shoulders and the low neck. We, you know, we've obviously got our heart chakra, which Max is, he's locked up like Fort Knox. Um, below that, within our stomach area, we keep our, our fear. And then any issues we have from like the hips down to the floor, that's our connection to the earth. And if we've got knee problems or hip problems or you know, uh, circulation problems, that's a little message from the earth to say you really should be paying attention to something bigger uh, than what's going on at the moment. And it was freakily accurate. Um, it was. And, uh, yeah. Max? No, I'm just, I agree with you. It was, it was crazy. Yeah, I've had, um, we've got a, a show that comes on in Cardiff, a uh, Cardiff Health Show, every now and again. And I, a long time ago, I, I, I went down to help her. So my, part of my background back in 2008 was I trained as a Reiki practitioner with my wife. Nice. Uh, yeah. So that's when we started to become aware of energies and, and what have you. Um, yeah, so that went, went to this thing and I saw a shamanic healer and she, doing the drum, she went into a medita- meditative state. Um, and I had to sit next to her and just like meditate as well. And she's come back with, um, there was something happened at your birth. I said, okay. And it, I'd understood that there was something quite traumatic about my birth. But she said, something got left behind. And then she said, oh, I said, you need to meditate on the Jaguar. And I don't know what, I, I don't think I ever did it actually. So perhaps I should do that tonight. <laughs> but there's an aspect of myself that has only recently not come back. But I'm sort of learning how to be that way is being assertive. Um, 
because I've always been like a people pleaser and totally. You know, I mean, that type of that type of person. So I'm trying to learn how to integrate that into my life. I can be assertive with my children. Yes, but I I used to struggle um, being assertive with people my age and above. Yeah. And the reason, and I'm I'm in the same boat. And due to my studies, there's a reason for that, man, because, you know, we're scared to look at something within ourselves and you want somebody else to like you, right? You want their approval. You want their love. You want their admiration. So you're willing, me included here, I'm saying this for myself, we're willing to give up our actual truth to try and get them to like us, which is a recipe for failure. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, um, I I don't know if you've heard of this lady, um, uh, a podcast I listened to is called the Toxic People Podcast. the Toxic People podcast. I've, I've um, heard the name. I've never listened to yeah. it, but yeah. But she, I started listening to this because I was having troubles. And the, well, I listened to like 10 episodes and I and it just shifted something in me. Nice. Where I then had this conversation with this person who was, uh, for the last 10 years, I've had problems with. I just told him everything. I thought, even if it's just, even if he kick, you know, even if this kicks off, stupid, you need to have this because I don't want it no more. <laughs> <laughs> It, it, it's big and uh yeah I, I i i've written to this lady to thank her but it was really impactful the fact knowing that as scary as that was and not type of scary as in i'd get beaten up scary but another type of scary so i mean i can't even tell you what type of scary it is yeah, but it's just... right there brother that's right there you gotta pull the yeah, pull this little clip out and, and we got to post this online is that's that's a huge takeaway for all the people to listen to right there is is that imaginated fear. You're, you're, we're so we're so used to sweeping stuff under the rug and and not shining a light on what we consider negative or anything that we'll just go through with it when it's just like, what's the worst that could happen? Oh, they won't like me and they won't be in my life. That's the, that's the worst thing that's going to happen or what maybe it's like a slap or you know but we conjure up this bullshit and we put up with it for all these crazy reasons that it's only within us right and instead you have a quick conversation with the guy and it's it's been released which yeah. means that energy's gone you can allow this new flow of abundance in man by simply releasing yeah, yeah the, the the bigger it is and the scarier it is that is the, that's just, you, you, you're closer to a major major breakthrough uh, and those are the times when we cut the, curl up into a ball and step back and run away from it because it's, oh, what the fuck's going to happen on your side? <laughs> What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. And we used to say in the army, can't kill me, can't make me pregnant. So, so it didn't matter how cold, how wet, how miserable, how scary the drill instructor was or how far we had to, to march with it, whatever. They can't kill me, they can't make me pregnant. So just just stepping into it, and no matter what happens, and it might be shit and miserable and hard, and it might take you right back to when you were four and you got bullied or whatever it might be, but it's a breakthrough. It enables you to kind of just put X, Y, or Z to one side, take the learnings, and just move forward. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, it, and then it never has control on you ever again. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true, man. Uh, yeah, take the learnings and throw the rest away. Isn't it? You don't need the, the baggage of the emotions that went with the situation. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, okay. So if you, were, if, you were, if you were to think back on your life, 
and all the things that's happened. And if life were to be happening for you, not to you, what lessons do you think you've been gifted? That's a good question, brother. Can I, can I have that question again? So if, 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 life, time. <laughs> if life was to be happening for you and not to you, looking back on your life, what do you feel, what lessons do you feel you have been gifted? I got that one for you, for okay. sure. Um, for me, like I said earlier, I, I, I now know, and this is again after, this is after a lot of self-training, looking inwards, I know now that the lesson, the biggest lesson for me is that I am the power. It's all within me, and there is nothing external that I should really be seeking for validation. I don't need that validation from others, right? It's... And if I look back to, you know, 2, 4, 12, 17, dude, all these things that happened were, were for me to know now where I'm at is, is those simple things, man. Because I always, always look for that external, that external validation. John even knows this with my hen hat combat training. And up until I think it was July, even if that, um, you know, I was looking for this validation where now I'm just, I'm at this new level where, I'm just knocking people out and loving life, you know, and, and it comes, it comes from, and this is not easy. So anybody listening doesn't just think you're going to do one meditation or read one book and oh, I'm, it's all there, man. This is 10 years. John knows that's tens of thousands of hours I've trained to come to the point where I'm just becoming comfortable with being self-empowered and not seeking that external validation. Not there yet, but I understand it. That's cool. Well, here's, a pretty, here's another deep one for you. I mentioned a lot, I lost my father when I was two. And I can look back on that now and see it as a positive. Because my life would not be what it is right now if I'd have been brought up in the northwest of the UK in the environment that we were living in. There's absolutely no way I would have evolved. I, I, you know, I'd have had a, a, a really, you know, really pretty tough upbringing anyway. But in the northwest of England, we're talking Blackpool, that kind of neck of the woods. Right. Uh, I've got to grow up on the Isle of Man, which is an incredibly safe place. It's beautiful. Um, and all of these, these, these lessons and opportunities that I've had have, have enabled me to be here right now. So I can look back on that as, you know, it might have been the, the worst thing you can ever imagine for somebody is to lose their mother or, or father when they're young and not have that, that parent to grow up with but I can see the good from that event. There is a, a silver lining to every cloud if we look far enough. So Nice. Nice one, John. Nice one. Okay, so coming off the back of that one then, um, how do you both view uh, obstacles uh, within life? Or how do you deal and view obstacles within life? Well, um, I can tell you this. I used to, I used to be the type of person that came from the lower self and always said, why is this happening to me? Right. Um, again, and now I look at those ab obstacles, like it is a challenge for you to reach your full potential. And I hope, I hope that makes some sort of sense to the people listening because it is for our embitterment. It's our higher self putting those things in front of us for a reason. And not that we need to understand the intellect of that reason in this, in this third dimension we're in, we might not always understand it, which is why I used to come from the, oh, poor woe me, and why is this happening to me? Whereas now I'm like, hmm, 
How can I deal with this? How can I overcome this? How can I grow from this? And what's it trying to teach me? Yeah. I think you know, everything Max has just said and just not to take things personally. Yeah. We get these roadblocks, just don't take it personally. Take yourself, put yourself into the third person and look above it and think, right, actually, what's really, really happening here? It's, it's never personal, almost never personal. And even when it is, it's a choice to take it personally or not. So. Love that. Love that. Well done. <laughs> that was awesome. No, because that's, that's one of the things that you've got a choice. Everything is a choice. You know, how can... I, 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 I'm almost gobsmacked. I, I was the way I was. Where I took everything, not as an affront, but everything that was said to me that was in some way derogatory or not complimentary took a part of me. Same. You know? I, I mean, it's just beggar's belief. I, I was that way. But what, I, what I'm... Uh, I know you guys, you, you help people now with this. So when you're hearing people present to you, and they're coming from the victim mindset. What do you hear them saying, uh, and 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 that you immediately latch onto? What's you know, what type of things you hearing them say? You want me to real talk, or you want me to give you the fluffy version? No, I want real talk. <laughs> what I hear, man, I hear I'm a little bitch, <laughs> and I just want to slap them half the time, right? Because. I mean, and that's, that's not kind. I know that's, that's being tongue in cheek, but again, it's, it's my lesson too. It's dude, you, we are the power. We can't bitch about what's out there, man, because it's in here to change. Right. And, and I think I'm so mad at myself for, for allowing that yeah. self pity to last so damn long through, you know, 16, 17, you know, that I'm just like, if you only knew yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be saying that. Right. But John will give you the, the, the real <laughs> I just want to say to them, do you know how lucky you are to be a human being? The odds of being a freaking human being are like, Max, what is it? 300 trillion to one, 400 trillion to one. 400 trillion to one. Gary V. <laughs> yeah, you might die tomorrow and be a tree. Now, trees are pretty freaking cool, but when you're a tree... Look, with all our knowledge and power and you're connected to the earth, there's, there's no... Well, you're still going, I used to be a human. Human's pretty cool. I'd like to be human. Be how lucky we are to be able to do what we do each and every day. And that, that goes back to this human mind we all have. We talk about the programming. And one other thing that this bloody human mind does that you have to be aware from is it's got this little receptacle, and all it ever does is look for the negative. It's called the negative bias. And it's way back, they say, from when we were saber-toothed tigers chasing us, and we're always looking, we're always in fear, and we're always looking for that negative bias. If we can just change that in our consciousness and say, yeah, man, look what I'm thankful for. I have hot yeah. water. Holy shit, I can have a tea. I can afford a meal. I got clothes on my back. I have a I wife. I on my feet this morning. Yeah. You know, I have kids. I have, I have, you know, I'm getting better. I'm still able to learn. I have my health. These little things that seem menial, but when you start being grateful for them, it sounds so corny, but it does. It changes life because you're allowing a different type of energy in. There was a, there was a period, well, quite a long period in my life when I was seriously depressed I look back now, suicidal, you know, I consider all sorts of things. 
it's only when I started to go out for walks in nature. That's say, so neat. What am I grateful for? I can see, I can hear, I can speak. I He's can grateful look. to look at this face. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> and I would just add, and I'd say the same things over and over and over again. And add one more thing to the list, just these simple things. I've got running water. I've got a roof over my head. There's, there's enough food for today. And although at that period of time I didn't relapse, but I, I stopped being conscious, it, that fundamentally allowed me to be here now, just being, for being grateful for being stood on my feet every morning. And I still, I still use every that. Morning. Every morning when I wake up, before I go into meditation, and before I have my silence, I lay in my bed and I'm just like, man, I open my eyes again. This is another chance. This is it. I got my health. Let's get at it. I'm so thankful. There's fresh air. There's whatever the whatever your story is, just say it, but do it repetitively. Yeah, I, I wake up, I go to the bathroom, and I look in the mirror and out loud to myself I say, I'm so grateful for my health, for my wife, for being physically fit and healthy and not having medical problems. That my eyes work. I live on this beautiful island with this beautiful ocean around us. And I, whatever comes out, it's different every day. Truth. And when I began to do that, it sounded so cheesy. <laughs> yeah. But if you say it with some passion and with some energy, we become our thoughts, our words. When we think something, we just think something. When we say it, it becomes energy. When it's energy, it becomes real. It creates emotions. It creates good emotional, whatever, chemicals within us. Yeah. And we become it. The, the more we say it with as much passion as we can, the more you will become it. We're, and, and the opposite. If you think the negative, if you think backwards, if you think I can't, I shan't, I won't, that is what we've become. Love it, man. Love it. What's the saying? If you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> there you go. How true is that? Yeah. We, uh, we did a little exercise the other day with, my, with my, the family. We were trying to put some family rules down. And um, somebody had mentioned about getting the kids to express their strengths. So, yeah. I, so I spun it and I said, right, I asked each child to say something positive about the other, which they did. Yeah, so they you know, they took it on, and, and I passed it to my eldest son, I, who had, uh, I, uh, he is funny, he makes me laugh, uh, and he's caring. I said, now, now I want you to read those three out. I said, I want you to read them as I am. He, strugg he, could, he struggled to do it, like literally. To he, say it for himself. To say it for himself. Boom. You know, um, he did, he did say it, like, and he started to fill up. But I mean, like, there's some work there I need to do with him to help him. Yeah. The fact that I, I was quite choked up to the fact that he couldn't say, you know, I am caring. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it just sort of, it was a bit of a, an eye-opener for all of us because we all, even my daughter, and she's quite confident, um, she, she was weary about saying some of the statements. But it's funny, isn't it? Because it's quite raw and you're saying even... Do you know what I struggled with? Looking myself in the mirror and telling myself, I love you. Yep. Starts there. Do you know what I mean? Starts there. It, it yeah, just, I yeah. Anybody else until we say it to ourselves. 
And do you want to know why that is? Because from the coming out of the womb, all we ever do is seek, and this is not of our, not our issues, part of being a human, we seek that external love from the mother and the father. We're never taught to love ourselves, man. We're always taught. Then we go to school, so you're, 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 you're vying for, and you would know this because you have kids, they're vying for your attention, right? They're vying for your love. Then we go to school, and what we're trying to do is get the good grades and try to get the teacher to like us and whoever else, and that's, that's all that's ever reinforced. It's never, ever been taught to us to self-love. So that is beyond hard, brother. <laughs> it begins from naught to two, we have unconditional love from our parents. Unconditional <laughs> Beyond there, that unconditional love becomes behavior related. Yes. And that stretches across every element of life. We will get something, but it's always conditional upon something else. That we yeah, you're right. Um, only when we can unconditionally love ourselves, and we then move forward. So, uh, yeah, I try and discipline the behavior, not the child, you know, it's, it's making the child aware that behavior is not appreciated, not. They are they are naughty, or it's, it's that action, that behavior is not acceptable. Yeah, that's not acceptable. It's not that you. Yeah, that's probably a difficult task too. <laughs> it's yeah, because you. I mean, everybody gets wrapped up in emotions, especially if they're pressing buttons. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's having the ability to. Was it I learned? Um, e plus R equals O. Have you heard that one? So say again. E plus R equals O. Go ahead, school me. <laughs> Events plus response equals outcome. And it's something I, I keep in my head all the time. So if I'm in an emotional state, I know I'm reactive. If I'm reactive, then this, anything could happen. Totally. If I'm coming from a, uh, a position, like you mentioned earlier on, third person, not being engaged in the emotion, then I'm more able to give a response. So an event plus a response equals the outcome. So... I just try and remember to try and stay in a responsive state as opposed to a reactive state. And that, and that there is the whole purpose of, I don't know what the purpose of meditation is, but in my eyes, the purpose of meditation is to give us the space between yeah. here and here to enable us to respond rather than react. Yeah. What, yeah. What's that saying? Uh, most people say, you know, you know, let's say from my house to your guys' house in the UK is far, but but the actual furthest distance is between the head and the heart, right? The mind and the heart. Yeah, That's actually the yeah. longest distance because yeah. we can't seem to fill that gap, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. What's next? Right. <laughs> nearly, nearly, nearly to the end now, guys. Um, okay. <laughs> Looking into the future, what would be the craziest and most exciting thing for you guys to be experiencing? The craziest and most exciting? Yep. Um, well, the well craziest, this, is our, this is our mission. Yeah, this the craziest will be uh, maybe a swingers party. I don't know. Just <laughs> um, no, the some of the manifestation we are doing right now will be, you know, touring the world uh, now with our Welsh friend uh, on private jets um, and, and, and just flying around talking to people, the podcast being massive, the blog being massive, and actually physically be able to talk people face to face and change lives and, and, and not not driven through ego and wanting to be up there with the rich roles of joe rogan's it's just to connect with as many people as possible to um just to enable people to be better each and every day that life can be easier life can change oh, and it, what? 
just takes a little baby step at a time. One thing, Joel, that um, you might have taken from Brian, I mean, he had a line in there that always it was probably one of my first switches was, you know, the world needs you. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that one, again, going back to what I talked about my whole problem in life was with, you know, from youth and all that to actually hearing somebody else say the world needs you. And with doing music and, and doing the vlog and the podcast and everything, I'm like, I just started to believe it. So now we're manifesting that. And yeah, that's where we're at. The world needs us people. Yeah. So step up <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's crazy to think that someone's saying, so, I mean, it was, I don't know if it was scripted or whether it was off the cuff or something. He says regular, but it allowed that those words allowed it to shine a light on my gift to the world, you know? There you go. Uh, so that, I thought that was something that resonated and that's enabled me to continue what I want to achieve and what, yeah. I, what I want to put out there. Because the world needs this, dudes. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, I, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, so where can the, the audience find you guys? On what platforms? Hey, Max, <laughs> We're well, everywhere, I'm, brother. I'm, I'm going to give the uh, the spiel first. <laughs> do it. <laughs> do it. See, uh, I, I don't know how I even get a, a word in edgewise. You <laughs> cares? I can't even a understand the language you speak, and b I never get a chance to speak. Just kidding. I love you guys. We are the Ignite Your Purpose podcast. We talk longevity through a healthy lifestyle. It's a mix of the mental, the physical, and some spiritual knowledge. It's our mind. Body, soul, trifecta. Always, Max. Simplest form, baby. Negative to positive. Be better every day. It is that simple. And we are basically at IY Purpose on every single station that's out there. Yeah, if you, if you ignite your purpose on YouTube, we'll be there. Uh, at IY Purpose everywhere else. Uh, I'm sure uh, Joe will put some links in below. But... Um, that's who we are. That's what we do each and every day. Negative to positive. We try, we try our best uh, to do a podcast every single day, and, and they're all there. Uh, and it's just uh, from us to you. Uh, with love um, to the top, guys. We have to get Joel in the mix now. We're gonna have to do something almost weekly or monthly with this guy because this is fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Guys, I've absolutely loved having you on the show today. I love your energy. I love what you bring into the world. And I can't wait to see what the future holds for you, man. I'm truly, truly excited. It's, thank uh, you. Thank you so much. Thank you for thank you for randomly reaching out. We don't know. Oh, here's a question. Where did you see us? How did you find us? Uh, Where? I was on Messenger. I, I was going through Messenger. Somebody had tasked me with reaching out to 10 people a day. Uh, just uh, no expectations. Just reach out. And so how did you find, what, what did we come up under just I'm interested so we could, she did more of that? Oh, you, uh, yeah, just Messenger on my, on my contacts, people that had friended me on, on Facebook. So okay. I think me and him came through for London Real probably, right? Ah, yeah, okay. yeah, probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we yeah, that's, that little course on near the seven, eight week mark, you got to reach out and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've okay. kept that, I've started that over, I've joined another mastermind and I'm keeping it going. So. Okay, Joe, I mean, I, I've, got, I've got a dozen questions for you, but what I think we'll do is schedule part two yeah. to return the fixture um, in, in you know, the next coming weeks when, when it suits our schedules. 
So I hope you uh, hope you agree that's a, that's a good idea. Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, I'd love I've, to. Already got, I've already got two shows in my head for us, so we're good. <laughs> Excellent, guys. Excellent. So thank you. Thank you very much for the day. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Cheers. Take care. Bye bye. I'll leave you beautiful people with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> love it. Love it. So a big thank you to John and Max at Ignite Your Purpose. Uh, love their energy. Lo- absolutely love that podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, if you'd like to reach out, subscribe, comment, please, please, please get in touch. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts or if there's things you'd like me to approach, subjects, topics, or questions you'd like me to ask. Um, yeah, please reach out. Let's make a connection. Thanks so much for listening. Right. Thanks, guys. That was truly awesome. Dinner wise, just a pleasure to talk to people that I can resonate with and, and understand where you're coming from and what you're trying to implement. Truly, truly. Cool. It was fun. Yeah, let's, uh, we'll make a plan to um, meet, well, meet John and I'll talk, but maybe we'll do either another Zoom, a part two, or maybe we could do Google Hangouts. John will go live YouTube. Um, yeah. And we'll just flip the script. Maybe we'll just interview you. We'll have a, sh- a shit talk. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we could even do a show, you know, based on uh, some some London real shit too, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, be, be a serious amount of, uh, I'd, I'd get, your, your, get your A game on. So it'll be two on one this time. Okie cokie. Will do. So what's, the plan? what's the plan now, guys? Uh, I'm still fasting, so I'm going to go eat something. Um, well, so when this downloads, Joel, um, I can't remember if it'll be on mine as well. It might not be, but you'll have the audio and the, uh, video form, right? Don't descend both of you. If, if you do, I think what we should do is we should, there are some good points. I think we should hack it up and clip them out on, you know, Insta and Facebook and, uh, yeah, and, and, and Joel, if you, you include in those emails how, how people find you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll share that out to, uh, to the people who, like, who follow us and have not met you yet, and then we can switch peeps. Fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds exciting times, guys. Um, yeah, I think I've been, I've been getting pinged from my wife in the past... <laughs> 40 minutes. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, like, no way you're still talking to those two fights, are you? <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you very much again. It's been a pleasure. You guys have a talk to you soon, eh? Yeah, speak soon. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.